mildly entertaining, somewhat obscure guests, relatively interesting topics, semi-professional production quality, reasonably well-informed commentary, a great value for the money, hundreds of fans all around the world. It's the Starting Strength Gyms podcast with your host, Ray Gillenwater. We're here today with my buddy, John Fraser. John is the owner of Starting Strength Chicago. He is a finance professional. He's a lifter. Now that he's made some time in his life to uh, dedicate himself to getting stronger, because <laughs> the previous schedule didn't allow for that, John, which we'll get into. Um, so yeah, John, John is on today because I want to talk to you about your progress as a lifter. I want to talk to you about the process of opening Starting Strength Chicago. And I want to talk to you about your plans. So what's what's in the future for you and how you'd like things to shake out. Um, so John, let's start with your lifting, man. What what are your numbers at the moment? And uh, how long has your current consistent run been going? And where did you start? Yeah, first of all, Ray, thanks for having me on. Um, and hi to all the Starting Strength Network and YouTube people as well. Um, currently... Um, I'm working hard towards my sticker. Uh, so let's, let's see what I did or I'm doing this week. Um, while, while you're thinking, I'll share what the sticker numbers are for the audience. I've, I've mentioned them yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. 500 deadlift, 400 squat, 300 bench, 200 press. Yep. So, um, Monday I pressed, uh, 182 and a half for five singles Nice. and 180 for three singles. Um, I've been messing around with the, you know, trying to get the programming just right on that, but I'm trying to hit 200 before the end of this year, which I, I think is totally possible. Um, bench, uh, I'm trying to go after 300, obviously. Um, so I'm doing 240 for um, some triples right now. Um, so that one, I don't think will take too, too much longer. Um, obviously, just will start slowing down mm -hmm. uh squat i'm at i think 340 or 345 for a set of five on intensity day i'm running a four-day split one set of five. um for one set of five mm -hmm. yep um and those have been going up pretty easy so that one yeah you know, I, I don't know it's it's always hard to tell the future as we all know right mm. but um but it's 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 moving, and then uh, my problem trial is the deadlift. Uh, I did four ten, um, like a couple days ago, I think. Um, but I think that one still has like a ton of uh runway mm -hmm. to go. So it's still well ahead of so your we're squat. So that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'm probably more. I mean, Ray, you've seen me before. I'm probably more of a my leverages are more for a squat, mm -hmm. but um, but you know the deadlift. Right now, I don't like the squat. Actually, the deadlift I like better than, than the squat, which the I squat. never thought I would. I'd say, you know. So <laughs> yeah, man, four ten is not bad. What What's your height and body weight? Um, I'm between five six and five seven. Um, and my body weight is, you know, somewhere between two hundred five and two hundred eight. And where did you start? How long has this stint been going? And um, what number? What were your numbers when you first got going? Well, um, I got sick a lot, um, back half of last year and, and this, and early or this year. Was it the COVID um, or the, the COVID last ball? time? 
yeah, maybe both. I think <laughs> one led to the other. Um, but I think in the span of a few months, I had shingles, uh, coronavirus, the flu. Um, that was towards the end of last year. So I took it was really close together. I took a couple months off. Mm. So I started back in January, got sick again with another flu. Um, and then I think I, I you know, it, so, it sounds really crappy, but I got sick again in June. Shit. Um, so that's actually when this, um, when I sort of switched to the four day split. Mm. Um, and so that's how long I've been, been doing this one. Um, before that, for a few weeks i did a three-day texas method mm-hmm. um it for my schedule it just even if i can recover for it it just doesn't it doesn't work for my schedule i can't have a volume day of like three hours in there so we'll get a before photo of you but man you're looking you're looking good you look younger um your face looks less stressed your shoulders are broad um you've made a lot of progress you know you look you look like a lifter so it's it's so i I did this a little bit for like um, posterity's sake, I guess, but I did a DEXA scan the weekend that we opened. So we, mm. we actually opened Starting Strength Chicago uh, February 26th of 2022. So we're just past five months open. Um, I got a DEXA scan March 1st, and then I got another DEXA scan July 9th, mm. July 8th. Um, and yeah, that, that was tolling as well. Um, tell me, tell me. And yeah, so I put on almost 16 pounds of muscle, um, and lost tens, uh, 10 or, uh, something around 10 pounds of fat. Um, so, um, but making sure health is in order and then just being consistent, um, really helped me out. Yeah. I have, I have a couple pairs of pants that I didn't wear in like three years, actually, that didn't really fit me right. That I actually that I actually tried on the other day. I was like, holy crap, I got, you know, um a couple inches on the waist here extra. And, you know, the thighs and everything are, are actually pretty tight. So Well done, man. Um what it, shirt it are you does change are you, things. Are you, yeah. are you wearing a large or what? I'm wearing a large. I used to be closer to a medium, mm-hmm. but I, I'm definitely filling out a large more now. Maybe yeah. someday I'll be an extra large, maybe not. <laughs> my chest, my suit. Uh, I think my suits are 42s. Yeah. Um, I, I was at a, a pool party, you know, a couple of weeks ago. And you had time you're not, for you're a party? Sure. Yeah, at a pool you're, party. You're a changed man. Yeah, I, I made time. I made time <laughs> for my old friends, you know. Yeah. Um, and uh, I told my friend that I had a size 42 suit. And he was like, dude, you're like a 46 now. So, mm. <laughs> which is, uh, I think I was just over 45 inches chest. Um, as your waist you know, is shrinking. Um, yeah. And Did the arm measurements going up to, um, I don't have a good, uh, before measurement. Mm. I don't think, but my thighs at 26, mm. uh, chest is at just over 45. Um, and this is kind of cheating cause it was flexing with a pump arms were just over 17 and a half well if you're gonna measure you know <laughs> you're right yeah you do the base i think cold they're cold flex are probably 16 and a half or so but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um yeah making progress i mean obviously like i can still lose body fat mm-hmm. um but my one goal right now other than um you know doing what needs to be done um you know business wise is uh 
hitting those numbers, hitting mm. those lift numbers. Hell yeah, man. That's that's what I'm focused on right now. Good work. Tell the audience why I keep ribbing you for being so busy and uh, your workaholic tendencies. I mean, it's hard to explain. I've had a, I've had a touch of what of what you're going through, you know, um, mm-hmm. as far as uh, my corporate days were basically, you know, the company prefers that you dedicate your whole life to the business, right? Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, a young motivated guy that really wants to do good work and make some money and build a future could uh, work himself sick. And in some cases, work yourself to death. It's, it's happened. Um, oh, you're, yeah, you're pretty intense, man. I mean, I remember you went to the retreat, the owners retreat year before last. And you were on your damn laptop the whole time on conference calls. I felt bad for you. So you couldn't, couldn't get a break. Yeah, I felt bad for myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and you could see it in your um, face. It wasn't a healthy way to live. And luckily, you're a young guy, so you can put yourself through a lot of stress and not, you know, hopefully not permanently damage yourself and hopefully learn a valuable lesson. But describe what yeah. life was like before the gym and then describe the changes you've made and what you're doing now. Yeah, so, you know, there's a few things. I went from you know, looking up the statistics on, uh, on Kadoshi, like death from overwork, mm. uh, Japanese word. Um, of course that's a Japanese word. And, yeah. <laughs> and, and, um, I, I was probably putting in like that tier of hours sometimes. And, um, so I'm, I have a financial background, um, and, and, and part of some of the, um, I guess disciplines in the financial industry involve very long work hours. Mm. Um, and you know, if you're motivated, you can do it. Um, you know, when I was 24, 25, I'm 33 now. Um, you know, it was, it was easier to do, but it's kind of like the, um, the hungry lion that's like not on, I, I think this is actually from pumping iron, like the, the hungry lion that's like, on the foot of the hill is hungrier than the lion on the top of the hill. Um, so so yeah. I think it might've been a little bit of that, you know, when you're starting out, you really want to prove yourself, you know, you're, you're, you're really psyched. Um, and you don't know what you're made uh, of too. You actually don't know how good right. you are. So you want to prove to yourself, like what can I actually accomplish? Right. Right. So, um, and that was a big thing for me was, was mm. proving I could hack it. Mm. Um, you know, ours do, do, um, and like, I guess the TD, the tedia, the tediousness decreases over time. So it's not, it's not like that anymore, but, um, you know, it's a on-call industry, mm. you know, where you could be on calls late at night, you know, you're working across time zones. Um, so it never really stops. And um, the extra so work things, you put in provides a nonlinear return. So if you put in, right an extra 20% in terms of hours, you might get an extra 150% in terms of pay. It, so it, exactly. it incentivizes you to go hard, right? Right, yeah. right. So, um, so yeah, I mean, uh, in terms of things that have changed, um, obviously we have this gym here now, which is amazing. Hmm. Um, but, you know, gaining some more seniority in, in my career has gotten me a little bit um, better hours. Um, but also, um, just making it part of your job. I think, I think you might, may have even mentioned that to me Ray, at mm-hmm. one point. Mm-hmm. Um, but I view, um, training and trying to keep health as part of my job now. Yeah. You know, I wear these other hats, um, 
you know, as a financial professional um, and as owner of Starting Strength Chicago. Um, but that also incorporates into, you know, here's my duties and responsibilities. Mm-hmm. Um, so unless I'm sick or, um, you know, just physically literally can't move, I'm going to be in the gym. Hmm. Um, you know, I, I had a, um, I was at a, I was at a bachelor party a couple weekends ago. Yeah. I'm not, I'm telling you all these Man, things. You're having you a great time do, Good right? for you. No wonder you're smiling. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who is um, this guy? And you know, I knew I wasn't gonna, I might not have been able to hit the number that I, I wanted to hit that day, but I'm going to hit 90% of that mm-hmm. and maybe, you know, do an extra set or something just to, just to give myself some training stimulus, mm-hmm. um, after that. So, um, so yeah, it's just making it, um, you know, part of your roles, duties, responsibilities, um, I think has gone a long way for me. I told you that time. for a specific reason, because I, I know the guilt that you feel when, uh, you're doing something other than working when, when you become so dedicated to your job and company that most of your waking hours are oriented around trying to produce for that role. Whenever yep. you're not producing, you have a sense of guilt. And I think, oh, I think yeah. that's what contributes to workaholism. And so for the people on the team that suffer from that, yourself included, Jen, um, and I've had to deal with this myself, same, same thing. This is like an overachievers paradox. Um, you know, it's gotta be part of your job. And, and the reason why I put and, it that and, way is, is twofold. Number one, you can't be involved in the strength training business if you're not strong, right? We're not hypocrites. Number, yeah. number two, if you do view strength training as part of your job, then when it comes time to train at 2 p.m. on a Thursday, because that's the only time you have available to train, you can turn your phone off and for two hours, you can just focus on yourself and you can go through the training process and you can hopefully get over the guilt that you're not in front of the screen or not on a call. And uh, this might sound really fucked up to you guys that are listening to this and haven't gone through it, and it is. It's definitely not good for you. But um, the, the way the modern economy is set up with certain companies, they're able to take advantage. And it's not, it's not, uh, it's mostly our fault, right? But they're, they're, it takes two to tango. Um, it's just a combination of variables when it comes to our personality types and the way these companies are structured and the way they have their incentives set up for people like us. That uh, if you're an overachiever, you can you can really develop an unhe- an, uh, an unhealthy relationship with work. Yeah, um, one thing that I've I've like come to find actually is uh, if I if you get into a space where you have too much stress, you'll actually start making mistakes. And it might not be things with your job or like your actual serious responsibilities. Usually, you know, you can do those, but you know, you space out, you, (laughs) you, um, you know, in your, in your personal life, you make mistakes and Mm -hmm. friendships and and whatnot. Um, you know, or, you know, just getting home and, and living, you you make these little mistakes and you're like, geez, what am I doing? Can you Um, give me an example? So that's the other part of it. Uh, you know, like, uh, and, and while you're thinking of it, I'll just give a quick, uh, a quick summary of what you're talking about. I mean, ultimately what you're saying is all people have a stress threshold. And if you want to find yeah. your stress threshold, work 16 hours a day, five to six days a week, and then you'll find your stress threshold. And then you'll find out how your mind responds when you're in a state that is totally unnatural and you're unable to fully control your faculties. 
And that is not a pleasant state for you or for the people that are in your life. Um, so yeah, I know, I know exactly what you mean. I'd, I'd love to hear what, uh, what kind of mistakes you, you know, it's, it's dumb, it's dumb stuff, yeah. you know, like putting something that's supposed to go in the freezer and the oven or sure. something that's yeah, supposed yeah. to go in the oven and the freezer, <laughs> or, um, you know, not noticing that, um, trying to think of a, not I, notice something really easy. You shouldn't notice. I start, <laughs> I start losing stuff. Cause I'm so, I'm so yeah. in my head and oh, I'm, yeah. uh, I'll, I'll misplace everything. Cause I'm doing things on autopilot and I'm so tired and I'm so overstressed that I'm just like, I'm not even present. I'm not even in the moment. I'm completely in my own head. Um, but this lifting stuff is great for that, right? Anything aggressive, anything, yeah. anything where you can take that drive to excel and to make the most out of your situation and to see what you're made of. If you can take that and instead of oriented, orienting it totally towards financial endeavors and instead orient it towards your health um you can find a balance in balance people can find a balance because <laughs> this is not normal behavior yep. you know not not everybody has to hold themselves back from working themselves to death um but right. if that if that energy and will and passion can be directed and oriented in the right way then it can be uh, it can be a very positive thing and i feel like you know your late 20s and early 30s are when you you better figure that out otherwise you'll end up that old, miserable, wealthy executive who has a family, if he has a family, that hates him and is totally unhealthy and is dealing with heart problems and diabetes and all this other shit. So right. I'm just glad that you figured it out before it was too late. And I'm glad that you're focusing your energy on the gym now because uh, when we met, I was like, yeah, I know I know this guy. This, this is familiar. Um, and I knew that if you could direct that, you know, intense fire towards the gym, then uh, you'd have what you have now, which is an awesome community, great coaching staff, and you're kind of doing you're doing exactly what you want to be doing now. You're you're pursuing your yeah. passion in a way that that can hopefully build a future for you that gives you the lifestyle that you've been seeking. Right. Um. And and to that point, um, you know, it's great being here. Uh, when I come in, you know, I come in, um, you know, what wh whatever time of day it is, um. And, you know, whether it be, I'm, I'm just starting my, you know, apprenticeship journey now. Actually. To become a coach. Um, to become a coach. Good for you. Um, but, um, you know, I come in, whether it's, uh, I come in for that, um, which, you know, is only you know, a few hours a week, but, um, or if I come in to train and it's adjacent to another session, um, and I just talk to people, I find myself staying for like the rest of the sessions at night. Sometimes I'm, I'm just like, this is a great environment. Um, our staff is great. Um, great people to be around and our clientele, um, is great too. Um, you know, it's, I, I'd say, um, you know, we have a lot of people from close by, um, but a lot of people, um, make a little bit of a trek out here, um, to, to train with us. Um, so, so we've, we've met a lot of different people, different walks of life. Um, but I'd say we have a big core of, um, you know, I'd say professionals from call it age like 28 to mm. 45 is our core. Mm. Um, and I think that, um, we're just sort of starting, um, to accelerate mm. actually at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we started out small, we started out with 23 or 24 members something like that um on opening just, day right on opening day yeah and, and i people think are paying um, how much per month 
so we we did the, we did a uh we did a special most people are paying um 405 per month mm. um and then a couple weeks ago actually actually the end of end of june we moved it up to um to 455 per month mm-hmm. um For so yeah three they're, times a week. they're three times a week yep. um so yeah they're coming in here um but the the stories of people um that have trained here um that's like one of the coolest things so um you know we've had people that come in here that um, i'm thinking of, of a few people we got we got a young guy that comes in um as a twig basically and i think he um like what height and body weight he's taller guy um i i don't i don't know body weight mm. but he's got to be getting closer to 200 if not already passed it by now mm. um but he's gotten his, you know, one, two, three, four plate. You know, it's kind of like your baseline mm. um, goals, and he he's gotten that. Um, I think he's actually near the four plate in six um, months or what? Deadlift. He's got, uh, yeah, since we opened, yeah. yeah. Cool. So um, about five months, a little over five months. Nice. Um, we had a we had a girl come in our first um, our first open house weekend. She was the first person that came in and. You know, we looked around. I didn't. I didn't think she was gonna sign up at, at first. I was, but she got so into it. Why? Why did you think um, that? By I the think way? she. You know, it, just the demeanor. I the... think it was because we were new. Right. We didn't. Okay, this is our first open house. Like, what do we? You know. Yeah, I was wondering. Was it, was it you owners, or was it her? Right. You know, <laughs> it, a little bit of both. Right, I've right. talked to the other owners. Like, I, I know I've been to the other owners' open houses, mm. so we kind of know how to do this. But we're we're working on ironing this thing out um so you know we don't know what to do or talking too much like ah, you know do we say the right thing here um and you know it's you know a bunch of guys and it's just like this one one girl and she's like yeah i'm gonna it was no you know this is stuff you don't have to hard sell no um and she's just like i'm ready to you know you've shown me you know what goes on here i'm ready to join um so I think she started out at like a 65 or 75 pound deadlift. Um, and she actually went on a month long vacation um, in June. So life. this was in within three months, got up to a uh, 225 deadlift. Hell yeah. And then how did, yeah. how did things then, change for her? Did you, did you talk to her about um, what she liked about that physique wise or quality of life wise or anything? Yeah. Like that? Um, you know, the, she, you know, she's another hardworking, you know, I don't, I don't know if she's a workaholic too, um, person, but, um, why else you know, would you live in like Chicago? No pain. Right. I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, the, the downsides of I living in myself Ch- Chicago that, that sometimes. <laughs> are not worth it unless the financial <laughs> upsides are extreme, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's done a lot for her, I think, um, in, in terms of just like getting rid of back pain, which is something that I suffered with, um, and hey, it's not because of that press 3.0. You didn't snap Back's your back the on, shape on the chase and the press. You uh, no. you more likely hurt your back by sitting in a damn chair for the vast majority of your life. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but with her, uh, you know, back no back pain um, feels great. I think she's more confident too. Um, definitely um, some physique improvements, um, which you know we've seen from like everybody. Oh yeah. Um, here, but um yeah get her in a case just, study man let's um, let's see her on video you know let's yeah uh, let's we've got some case there. studies we're, we're working on cool. um you know there's a bunch of other people um uh you know we've we've got um one guy that is actually around my height 
but was pretty skinny. He's almost my weight now, though. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. But um, you know, he's um, he's I don't think doing any go mad or anything, but uh, maybe a quo quo mad qu- quarter milk a day. <laughs> um, but it's 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 unbelievable of him too. He's he's gonna be a. I think I had a I had a light day and he had a heavy day, and I was like, man, you're squatting more than me today. So. Damn catching off like that's like, great that's great um yeah we're, we're i like it though when um you know i'm obviously gaining strength but i love it when i see um our members are, are lifting more weight than me mm-hmm. that's you know um that's how you know you hired the right on coach. each lift yeah on each yeah. lift you know we got at least you know one or two people that are you know that are lifting more than me so um yeah it's i think we picked the right team um the right uh the right brand obviously to go with um you know um i was looking at a variety of things when um i decided i want you know to become an entrepreneur um you know i looked at the pet industry um because you know everyone loves pets there's more pets than ever now um you know i looked at the other fitness um industry opportunities but when i saw starting strength i was like this is the one that I trust. This is the one that I know. Mm. Um, you know, so that was a huge, um, huge factor in the selection. Mm-hmm. Um, you wrote an yeah, article about that too, you know, by the way. We'll link to it in the description. It's called A Financial Professional's Assessment of Starting Strength Gyms, I think was the title. And yeah. that was a nice review about your thought process as to what led you to go for a starting strength franchise. Um, and you, you were one of the first to buy you. You're part of the founders club, aren't you? I was not. I oh, was I'm, th- right I'm thinking of Arthur. The I'm thinking of Arthur. Club. There are, there are two, Arthur, there are yeah. two, um, pain in the ass blue cities, um, that took way too long and were too expensive to build out. Um, do you want me to talk a little bit about that? <laughs> I would love it. Yeah. I would love for you to share with the audience what it's like to attempt to do business as an individual or a, or a small business. In a, in a city like Chicago. I mean, it is, it's, it's organized yeah. crime. It's organized crime. I'm still, I'm, I'm still feeling some things because we've been trying to get a, um, our member event. We were trying to get that done in May. Mm. I can't pay people to like, let me, you know, rent their, their, their space out on a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, to, you know, have maybe 20 people. What space up. are you trying so I'm, to rent I'm still out? feeling that. Like a restaurant or what? You know, restaurant, brewery, you know, like small, you know, small space, you know, only for like 20 people or so. They won't let you reserve a room? What's the deal? They're like, hey, we're booked or they're just very Mm non-responsive on, uh, on, on our request. Um, but I, I finally got one. So, so I think, you know, we'll have something great there, but, um, just to provide a little bit of a timeline, I, um, I think I signed the franchise agreement on New Year's Day of 2020. Hmm. It might have been New Year's Eve 2019 going into 2020. Mm-hmm. I, re- I remember that day. Um, but, uh, yeah, probably not the best time to uh, to, 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 to get into um, a long-term business agreement. But, that was um, about three. So that's when COVID was in the news because it was in China. And then I was at a Christmas party. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like the week before, I think. And they're like, yeah, there's this new like SARS like in China, but you know, it's probably not that big of a deal, you Hmm. know? Um, but I think they were just starting in China to, to have some of the, 
the lockdown type mm. things and mm. you know it probably was already here we just didn't always oh, here know what it was yeah, so yeah. yeah so um yeah i mean so right after that we started looking for real estate mm-hmm. um we found a spot ashland and Diver- ashland and diversity if you know the chicago area so a decently big intersection um in a chinese restaurant um that that's gone uh it would have been a pain probably to build out like it this the space that we got here is easy easier i think but yeah, um, you don't want to have to convert a restaurant that's expensive especially yeah, chicago yeah you know? especially when there's uh walk-in freezers and like walks like everywhere mm. they just like left <laughs> so um but yeah we found that spot we were looking at it for a long time um you know, we were trying to get the HVAC figured out because there's some pretty high hurdles due to the humidity, is what they say, for HVAC in the city. The, um, uh, it seems to I me... I think it's the HVAC companies and, and contractors might be in on that too, you know Do I mean? you remember... So... Do you remember this the specifications, the HVAC specifications? Because I, I told them to Jen, who understands this stuff, and to Rip, who understands it too. And they yeah. were just like, is... Uh, is John building a cold storage facility? Like it's way overkill, way too much AC. And it's, it's in the code. It's required. You have to build to that spec. They define how much AC capacity you have to have in your business, whether or not it makes any sense for what you're trying to do. Right. Right. Yeah. So that was one of the big hurdles with like, Hey, we're going to have to get rid of this one and, and put a new one on uh, bigger, like three times or four times the size. I was like, well, it was hot in there. They, you know, they were doing like stir fries on the walks. I saw the walks in there. Like it had to have been pretty, pretty hot in there. Like, <laughs> so, um, so yeah, eventually, you know, we worked on the lease and, and just negotiating with the landlord on everything for a long time. Um, there were some pauses and, you know, we needed to get a uh, a waiver from the anchor tenants, which we got one from one. The other anchor tenant was like an Office Max or something um, that I, I don't think was active anymore. Um, and we never got that. And the landlord ended up talking to another tenant that went on another location. Mm. So we lost that one in, I think, November or December of 2020. Mm. Um and had to, that was like the biggest I think drag on on us getting opening, uh, getting open was the spot that we thought we were gonna get we didn't get. Mm. Um, and I remember going down to Wichita Falls um, shortly thereafter, and we met. We met. Um, I mean, hey, we had met already, but you know, we we met down in Wichita Falls mm. um, uh, when we were looking for the second group, which you know we found this one, which uh, was a nail salon. Um, a little, you know, we're not on a major intersection or anything, but still pretty um, busy. We're road. still in a good area. Good busy signage. road. We're on Addison, so um, yeah, we're on Addison. So about two miles west or two miles east of here is Wrigley Field. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's plenty of traffic here it's too. Dense. So it's very dense. Um, oh yeah, um, great neighborhood. Um, very dense population. Generally, very high median income too. In like the one mile, two mile radius. So, so you were um, saying we we met at Wichita Falls. What what uh where were you going with that? Oh, 
Well, That's I think when you were we, continuing uh, the real estate story. I, I probably uh, we, we tried to talk you down. We restarted the real estate search. <laughs> that was when we you, restarted the real estate. Yeah, remind you yeah. that, that it's a, going to be a terrible process. Real estate's not fun. It's yeah. especially not fun in a highly regulated city like Chicago or like Boston. Yeah. Right. I think I think part of it is the regulation. I think the other part of it is it's just such a tight market. Mm -hmm. Like it's such a packed market. Uh, people have money to throw around, so you're it's very competitive. Mm. Um, you know, on top of regulations. Um, and I remember Rip uh telling me when I was at Wichita Falls then, he was like, You have more patience than I do to do, do this because <laughs> I just spent almost a year. Um you almost ran but out yeah, of patience, um, though, right before this last deal was signed. Um, or actually, no, the thing was signed and the gym was built out and you're we having a bunch of problems, which we'll talk about. But uh, I think you're ready to, yeah. to quit your life and move to Canada at one point. And, and, um, and I, I talked you off the ledge. So um, you almost <laughs> lost your patience, but <laughs> you do so, have a high threshold. Yeah, I did almost lose my patience. Yeah. And we should talk about that. Yeah. Um, so that's, you know, this next one, the lease negotiation, you know, we, we brought on a great attorney. Mm -hmm. Um, it went pretty well. Karen. Um, yeah, Karen, so exactly. Yeah. Um, so we brought her on, it went really well. Um, and, and, you know, just kept marching forward. We did have some hiccups in the, um, in the construction, mm -hmm. um, for one, uh, we definitely were not the longest time to getting a permit of any of the gyms it was pretty quick well you paid the graph um, but Talk, yeah. but we had to pay like a thousand dollars to to like get it expedited it wasn't just a thousand dollars it was all the other fees associated with going faster too i think your total expenditure right, to right. Move case forward was something like eight thousand dollars if, if i remember correctly yeah yes um yeah that's that comes with the architecture mm -hmm. that's right that's right that's right so you got to use um, a special guy you pay this special guy yeah you, you pay him the special rate and then uh, all of a sudden you're $8,000 poorer. And instead of waiting, what was right. it, five months for your permit, you get it in five weeks. Yeah. Yeah. We, could, we couldn't have afforded to wait five months either, though. And they know that. Um, but they, yeah. They know that. No yeah. one can, you know. They know <laughs> yeah, you're going right, to Right, right. These yeah. things need to move. <laughs> yeah. They know exactly what they're doing. Um, yeah. So that was sort of like the big first hurdle. And then we had some, we had some issues with... Uh, the construction, you know, mm. any project is going to have issues, but um, we had some things that could have been very costly that uh, luckily we were able to avoid mm. um, paying for. Um, the stickers. Uh, move your head real quick. Show the wall art behind you. Yeah. What do they want to charge yeah, to install those stickers? Sticker. Uh, so there's eight of them, I think. What do they want to charge uh, to install one, eight two, stickers? Three, four, five, six, seven, eight. There's 10, uh, wait, no, 11 stickers. Including the little guys, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, I think it was like something like 13,000. Yeah, I think they wanted just the labor. to show up for the day and put stickers on the wall. $13,000. Yeah. We, we yeah. Um, don't tell the unions about this, but we had our buddy who lives here in Idaho. Uh, th this was your gym, wasn't it? Drive to Chicago. Yes. And install yeah, them yeah, himself. Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. we could Much pay cheaper. a guy to go from Idaho and install them himself and still and save 75%, if not more. Yeah. You yeah, know, what, exactly. what was the total cost of the install? Do you remember? Uh, it, was like, it was like two grand, two grand, three grand maybe. Yeah. 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 Thanks to Jen on that one. Jesus. And luckily it was, you know, all laser guided. So it looks great. Yeah. Um, he's meticulous. We, we did, we'd have some issues with, 
the designs of the stickers themselves, which um, the design or the print or the print, the print. Because I'd like to, I'd like Um, to uh, make it clear that our design is quite good. The, the, yeah, the printer, design is excellent. The printer, but the printer is outside of our control, outside of our direct control. Although we've we've literally considered um, starting a a uh, or or just buying a, a sticker a printer print so we could just do it ourselves. <laughs> yeah, there were some there were some mistakes on those. So I think um, the company that printed these is is supposed to come out fly out personally to fix them, but we'll we'll see about that. Um, but yeah, uh, so so those are some of the hiccups. I think I think what Ray is referring to, um, talking to me off a ledge, uh, our pre-sale is pretty slow, mm-hmm. and I just want you know people the, if anyone's like ever in this same situation with a business or, you know, they're starting strength gym, uh, things can be slow to like, get on the uptake. Sure. Um, and it, it didn't help the time of year, I don't think, that I did it. Everything um, was working against you. There had been a mass exodus from Chicago. You know, yeah. you were Chicago was number one in the world for hits of startingstrength.com. Yep. Uh, and I'm not sure where it's at now, but it's not number one anymore. Yeah, um, right, And then, right, yeah, right. COVID and the population exodus and uh, all the delays. I mean, you had people on your early interest list for two years. Two years. I mean, that's yeah. not, it shouldn't take two years to open a gym. Um, yeah, well, we had 500 people on our list, but two years, um, you know, people move away, they get mm-hmm. other interests, they want to do something else. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know, uh, I think my first week, um, uh, we, we signed up two people mm. and every sign up, I was like, like, I love you. Like, you know, I, I, I was really happy. Um, and I think by the end of the year, you know, through December, around Christmas. It, so we started our pre-sale um, Thanksgiving week, the Monday of Thanksgiving week, too, right. which we're kind of forced into this is when it's got to be. Yeah. You know, um, no one's on their if we did it at a different time of year. Yeah, yeah it, yeah. it would have been better. But, um, you know, we got two signups and I'm asking the other owners and they're, they're like, oh, I got I got a ton on the first day. And I'm just like, oh, God, oh, what am I doing wrong? <laughs> like, um, but, uh, you know, it, it started started correcting itself. Um, and I um, personally emailed and called people, you know, we'd, we'd been sending, you know, uh, newsletters to people and, and trying to get people to talk about it before then. But um you know, I, I remember doing that. I remember going home to my, you know, see my parents at Thanksgiving and just being like, I don't think I slept <laughs> the entire time. But yeah, because you um, think corporate stress is intense, entrepreneurial yeah. stress where your ass is on the line, where it's not just yeah. striving for more upside, but there might be significant life changing, debilitating downside. That's a whole new type of right. stress, isn't it? You put a year to two years of your gross income Mm -hmm. on the line for something Mm -hmm. that you know it could return me like a high percentage of that every year it could also just go to zero it could could also get me in a hole that uncertainty Um, is very stressful very stressful um luckily in december uh you know we had we had some pickup and then january and then february some people still came on um, so, so we were able to start with like 24, 23, mm-hmm. 24, which isn't a bad presale um, by the way, especially at four Oh five. I mean, the early gyms like Houston, Dallas, um, Austin, I think their presales were in the forties. 
but that's back when we yeah. were charging three fifteen a month, you know. Uh, right. So you're charging thirty three percent more, and you got about you know forty percent fewer signups. Um, yeah. But you also had a whole lot more challenges, didn't you? Um, and yeah. Then, and then if yeah. if you remember my advice too, if I if I remember correctly, was uh, just be patient. It'll all be okay. Yeah. <laughs> It'll that's, all that's be okay. That's been like the best, <laughs> best advice. A lot of people are giving me that. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, you know, I look at our P&L um, and, you know, I, I look at an adjusted one and it's like, yeah, we broke even this month. Um, you know, adjusting nice, out man. that one-time cost that we had, you know. Nice. Um, Six yeah, months so, in, you're so July, July, um, you know, uh, I don't cu- include any debt payments because mm. I consider that that's, you're actually your net worth is going up mm. if you're paying that. Mm. Um, you know, oh, interesting. That's uh, a good way to look at it. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. On that basis, yes. And and we did have a one time cost. Mm. Um, so excluding those two things, yeah, we broke even. Um, and then I expect, you know, we got uh like four new people in the hopper um for this month starting out. So excellent. Um so yeah, we're gonna just do even better. Um and you know hit that um you know our preliminary like uh you know not treading water anymore goal right so right like moving towards gym number two type stuff learning to swim yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um so yeah that's something that i think we're gonna think about more and is gym number two is once we get to q4 q1 of next year um i think that's something we're going to consider mm. um please location. don't do another one in chicago please 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 i don't i don't have the um, patience <laughs> can yeah. you maybe go to well, indiana across the way we are or? considering um and we are considering like edit this out if like if this is like off base or anything you know we are considering um downtown but i think um i know that the yuppie exodus of 2020 that I was from downtown that I I was like one of them as well um from downtown Chicago it might not be as attractive as a, of a market sure anymore as it, it was like 4 years ago and by the way I'm um, kind of messing around you can do whatever you want um if you <laughs> if you were a new franchise owner and you wanted to go into Chicago I'd be like I don't recommend that um you you'll thank me if you don't do this actually yeah. you won't because you won't know what you um, missed but um right. but yeah now now that you know what but, you're in for uh, if you want to do another Chicago one, you can, if you're a glutton for punishment, but, um, there are upsides, man. I mean, there's plenty, of, it's a high density, uh, population yeah. of people with money and that's good. It's just all the hurdles and all the expense of getting open down there. Whereas if you did yeah, like a Northwest I Indiana, Indiana is a pretty sane state for the most part. Um, when it yeah. comes to business stuff, it's insane in other ways, obviously like the, I make fun of the blue cities, but the red cities and states have their own weirdness obviously the problem is just politicians yeah. trying to control our lives but the <laughs> the ones with the blue color like more control than the ones with the red color they both suck um but yeah you know, go go, go um, wherever you want man go uh, go where it makes sense for you you know we could potentially do there's a there's a bunch of like ideas that i have um we could potentially go chicago suburbs but you might find that some of those suburbs in terms of the stuff you're talking about mm. are worse than mm-hmm. the city, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> which is, is my experience. Um, but there might be some good ones out there. Um, you know, Northwest Indiana, like you said, um, might be one. And then, um, you know, I'm from Michigan. So, mm. um, you know, I don't know if anyone's on the, uh, the Michigan shortlist right now, but yeah. Um, Ann Arbor has you know, I could definitely see 
Ann Arbor has the highest number of starting strength website visitors per capita of any city in the yeah. world. Yeah, I'm not surprised, actually. No. Um, that's where I, I first heard of starting strength went before third edition. I think second edition um, was the one at that point mm. um, in college when I was going there. So, mm. um, so yeah, it's uh, that doesn't surprise me. Although with Ann Arbor, you get some kind of a weirdness too. Um, it's just a weird world, you know. There, just a bizarre. Yeah, everything's uh, anywhere you go. Everything's screwed be up weird, right now. Every, but... <laughs> everyone's had their mind washed, their brain washed, and uh, their mind poisoned. It's it's pretty it's pretty bizarre. But you know. That's the nice thing about these gyms, because for the most part, it attracts like-minded people. And uh, we have starting strength communities that exist in these cities already. They're just not really much of a cohesive community amongst themselves yet. And then the gym right. kind of becomes the community center. And the reason why I was telling you to be patient is because I know that once you get enough of these people, once you get critical mass in the gym, then you've become the community center. And then you've got a place oh, for yeah. all these like-minded people who like to kick ass in life, who like to see what they're made of, who like to keep driving forward, who have their heads screwed on straight, who are successful enough to afford our membership fee. They all get together in the community center, and then you have a real in-person community instead of a disparate kind of disassociative community. And, that, and that's, that's what takes time. That's how you reach the inflection yeah. point is you put all the effort into building that, and then once it's built, you're a J.D. Shipley or a Brent Carter or you know, a Jay Livesey with the, with the gym with it's, it's, it's established and the people are there and they know what they're paying for and they're getting a whole lot of benefit out of it, out of it. And they're not going anywhere and they're, they're referring their family and friends too. Yeah. I love it when we get, we get referrals, Mm -hmm. um, from, from existing members. I mean, we get, um, got a few of those and it's, it's great when you get a new member and they're like, Oh, I just like told my friend about this and you know, he's interested or she's interested. Um, so, so that's, that's the best, um, you know, just, you know, getting more people to see what they can do mm-hmm. even, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's great. We got to find a way to, to reward these people because at the moment we've got a referral program where they get, I think it's 50 bucks off, uh, their next month's bill. And then the new person gets 50 bucks off, but that doesn't seem to drive much behavior, which makes sense. Cause the people aren't here for financial savings purposes. They're here for getting the outcome. Maybe we do something yeah. like, uh, Anyone that refers a member that signs up and stays for X amount of months gets uh, some kind of a, a belt, like a, a a belt with their name on it, a branded belt. Yeah. So maybe we we got to think this through some more. But if you have ideas, let me know. There's got to be some way where we can thank these people for, uh, you know, helping us build the community. Yeah, I think I don't think any of our referrals have come from hey, like you get fifty dollars off, and then the other person gets it too. It's all been like. Oh, I'm excited about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna. My friend is gonna like come as well now. So some of our ideas work, been. some don't. So that's that's yeah. that's good intel. Yeah. Um. So tell me about your life now, because because something has changed. Actually, you know what? We we I want to finish one other topic on the uh, build out. Yeah. Before I ask you this next yep. question, <laughs> fill us in on the slab. So this this was fun because I mentioned okay, this. So on that the, was the uh, thing I was kind of dancing around <laughs> the slab, but like, literally. Uh, we don't we don't have okay, to talk about so, it. Yeah, let's um let's talk about it like real briefly. Right. Uh, um, so I don't know if I don't. It's, okay, the hilarious <laughs> thing is there's a fast food place on the end of my block that is using the same contractor, but um, mm. uh, we we added um 
in our lease and in writing and shared this with our contractor not to cut into a slab, a structural slab mm. uh, that the uh, location is on. Um, there was some miscommunication at the uh, construction company, um, at the contractor. And um, this was happened, I think, you know, big part of it. It shouldn't have happened because the overall, um, I'm not sure, I guess, principal, um, it's not the superintendent, but the principal of the, um, I didn't realize contractor companies are like schools, hmm. um, um, didn't communicate to the new superintendent that they hired replacing the old one that they weren't supposed to cut into the slab. They're like a school um, in a, that um, you have a bunch of people that make decisions that are not great and uh, the value received for the money invested, uh, there's certainly a mismatch there. So they're, they're like a school right. in that sense. And then, and then there's a complete lack of taking responsibility for errors that were made. Right. So it, right. They, they and that's like what happened yeah. in this case. Mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, so we, I go home. This is also the, <laughs> this is also the first week of the pre-sales uh, right around the time. I think you, you know, you talked me off the ledge. Mm -hmm. um, Canada's cold, man. <laughs> and, uh, <you> know? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm used to it. Um, so I, uh, I get, an email from the landlord just being like, Hey, you guys cut into the slab. And like, it's a really quick job. You know, it's like you know, a couple of days. I hadn't been in the, in the, in the, in the site. Um, and it's, and it's mostly filled up. Like what's going on with that? Where's the like engineering drawings for like the, the cutting and all that. And it's just like, uh, you know, emailing like the, uh, the architect and, and the contractor. And I was just like, Hey, uh, do we have this? And I, uh, you know, the the stuff that they sent over, I mean, it didn't fulfill what the landlord wanted. Mm. Um, you know what they put in had put in writing. Um, so we ended up having to get that all redone. Mm. Um, which was a uh, you know north of like I think north of twenty thousand dollar for um, who charge for me for you and whose error was it? Um, it was theirs. So luckily, um, you know, this is one of those times where you guys um, can save uh, save my hide here, basically. Mm. Um, and we had Jen, uh, Adam, Dana um, at the franchise team. company help out, mm -hmm. and our construction team help out and and basically get that charge waived because um, it really shouldn't have. We had a we had a paper trail like this was documented mm -hmm. not to do this. You know, it was not communicated to the new superintendent that you're not supposed to do this um, when they had known. And it was like less than a week before that they told them not to do it. Um, and the guy, the other guy quit and they brought someone else on. So um, Jen is not you know, behind willing me to now. accept a franchise owner getting charged $20,000 because a general contractor didn't read and did not do their job. Right. So. Right. So, um, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm very appreciative of that. Mm. Um, cause that would have just been another, you know, another hole to, you know, fall down literally too. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> that might've been the uh, thousandth so yeah. cut. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. would have been, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was prepared for it. Um, I guess like another thing I'd like to talk about, um, for anyone starting a business and, um, you know, whether it's starting strength gyms or, um, you know, you got some other dream that you want to make true. Um, make sure you have funding for it. <laughs> um, 
I'm a financial professional. Like anybody, <laughs> if anybody like, you know, wants to send a message to starting strength and like wants to get in contact with me on the starting strength forum or anything, let me know. Um, cause I can, I can help you, um, you know, see, you know, like what, what can we do here? Um, to make sure you got funding. Um, and luckily for me, um, you know, had we had to pay the 20,000, like it wouldn't have, I mean, 20,000, that's like, you know, it takes us a month or more to make that money gross. right now. And we're not a full gym, but gross. gross yeah, yeah. Gross. You know, we're at around 18, 17 or 18. It's a big blow. Um, man. so that's a month of revenue. Yeah. Um, so it is a big blow. Mm. Um, but I was prepared for it as soon as I saw this mistake and I was foreseeing, um, what, what it could be. Um, I went out, um, and made sure that I had already secured a line of credit that I thought was like, Hey, this is going to pay for the whole thing. Like we don't have to worry about funding anymore. But as soon as I saw this thing, I was like, okay, we're getting an SBA loan. Um, so I was able to get through that. And I think around when we opened, um, we finally got it funded. Mm. Uh, but just to have the extra capital, it's better to be overcapitalized and not need it um, than to be undercapitalized and just giving you more stress. Yeah. Um, yeah, the way I'll so, put it is this. So you've got, um, you've got your money set aside to start this new business, and then you've got revenue, and your money starts to drain, right? And the revenue's starting to go up. And that crossover point um, is, is what you need to hit as quickly as possible. Because the number one reason for small business failure is running out of money. Um, and if yeah. you if your revenue projections are incorrect, or if your expenditure projections are incorrect, so you spend more than you thought you were going to spend, and it takes longer to make the money you thought you were going to make, you might have just thrown it all away. Yeah. So this is why we yeah, have and- uh, every new franchise prospect put together a pro forma to make sure that they're doing their own projections and they're doing the math themselves to ensure that they feel like they're capitalized well enough to pull this off. And we had a very rudimentary pro forma that I, that I had built. And then I met you and then I saw yours like, Oh shit, yours is better than mine. Let's start using yours. So we adopted your pro forma. Thanks for letting me plagiarize that. Um, yeah, then, it might then, be a little bit overkill for some people, but it, yeah, it's, it's too complicated. It shows we, you what, yeah, like, you need. we, we send that to some people and, and, uh, it's just, it's just too much and that's fair enough. Cause not everyone's a finance. They call bro. me. Yeah. 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 But we, we do need the Goldilocks version. You know, mine was, mine was basic as hell. Yours is complicated and we need yeah. to find a happy medium, <laughs> but ultimately yeah, you need the tools to help you determine if your idea is going to work even in the worst case scenario. And you had built right. a worst case, a base case, and a best case scenario. And I'm glad that you did yeah. because you were prepared for things like a $20,000 unexpected charge. Sometimes you don't yep. get the 20,000 back. Sometimes you don't get to say right. anything about it. Sometimes it's, it's a government agency that's charging you that. Sometimes it's a mandatory landlord issue that you, you can't back your way out of because you're already fully invested and you've signed the 10 year deal. So, um, right. Well done on planning and well done on on uh, toughing it out through all of that bullshit, trying to get the gym opened and uh, 
I, I told you once the gym once the gym was open and you hit break even, you'd be smiling. And I have not seen you this happy since I've known you. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, you know, um, we're you know, yeah, we're we're opex operating expense break even right now, which I yeah I consider that to be break even. Um, but uh, yeah, I think um we're we're getting close to um you know just covering our debt service mm-hmm. and you know being able to take money out of the business too so mm-hmm. um so it's it's been you know it's been less than six months um by a year i think you know we'll have like all those goals um fulfilled mm-hmm. um and it's just it's been great like it's it, it's great coming in here um it, it's why I like this. There wasn't anything like this before, you know, six months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I, I think we're probably going to attract some like competitors and people that try to copy us. Like, oh, yeah. we're, we've already started to see it mm-hmm. on a, another Chicago business. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been wild. Um, and I think it's just, gonna get better and Mm. we'll figure out what we'll do next so absolutely um i welcome the competition i would love it yeah if there was a strength training from what we've seen so far we're a lot better than they are um well i mean we've got the program what other program works like ours does right and that's that's just that's just a part of it and then the other part of it is what other system develops coaches that can effectively teach the program let's say there was a program that competed with ours and there's not uh, if there was, would it be attached to a system that produces the coaches that can actually teach people right. how to perform the lifts and what weight to use on the bar, how many reps, how many sets, and all every little detail, any possible question you could have about your progress as a lifter answered in a way that facilitates progress in the vast majority of cases, backed up by the yeah. data we're collecting in our logbooks, our digital logbooks, to demonstrate that we are the only fitness franchise in the country that produces results for our members reliably and consistently. If there's another fitness franchise yeah. that can do that, then we welcome the competition. I think, um, so uh, one thing I want to touch on, you know, with the other thing that we, we sort of bring to the table, um, or, you know, a bunch of things, um, is the coach development. Mm -hmm. Um, we opened, we didn't have an SSC here, Mm. um, which is obviously not ideal. (laughs) Um, this is what the other hurdle, um, that was kind of going at. This is like the smaller hurdle other than, you know, the site selection and, and, and construction still a big hurdle um, though you need someone to actually it teach is a big method. hurdle it's very <laughs> this is actually you know actually the more important thing sure yeah um and we didn't have an ssc at, at that time um you know i had recommendations um mm. from people that hey you know talk to this guy you know there are a couple um or at the time, you know, people have moved around, people, people do other things, do different career paths. Um, at the time there were a couple SSCs like in the city or around the city. Um, but, uh, you know, they did other things, mm-hmm. you know, they had another job then sort of more of like a, you know, side gig type thing. Um, or they had their own gym and it's like, Hey, they're not going to leave their own gym. Sure. Um, so they weren't really appropriate for us. Um, so, 
Um, we have two SSCs now. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, with Alex and Chris are are both SSCs, and then we have um, our uh, two a uh, level two coach and um, an apprentice going to Wichita Falls. Um, I don't know when this is going to be posted, but um, that'll be at the August seminar. Yeah, this will probably um, come out in September. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. yeah, that's what I figured. <laughs> so they'll we'll know then. You know what's going to happen, but uh, but yeah. Um, so it's. It's almost to the point, you know, it, it's it's very different now thinking about the business now versus uh, six to eight months ago. Six yeah. to eight months ago, my primary concern was like, hey, are we going to have um, enough members? Like even like, is this thing just going to like fall on its face and like not even get like off the launch pad? Like, and, and those, are, my those are only thoughts then. you have if you're a first time entrepreneur. <laughs> yeah well i mean no 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 i take it back back. you have those regardless (laughs) but i i i knew on my end having seen all these things open up and watching people in your exact situation that that was that was not gonna happen yeah 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 yeah. um so now more of the question you know we had actually at a staff meeting today and it's now everything is like how are we gonna how are we gonna make this thing bigger and like how are we gonna expand Mm -hmm. so it's like um you know uh you know talking about how you know, we only really need to like three, like three or four classes, actually. Like if, if we had done that at the beginning, that would have like taken care of everybody. But now it's like, um, do we have enough people mm. to like staff this place? Mm. And um, then we have these other people in the pipeline. It's like, are things going to, how are things going to work out? Like build a second gym. Like, are they going to go there? Like, you know, so, um, so yeah, there's a lot of, um, now we're going to experience like the growth challenges that are better challenges, like less keeping me up at night challenges still, still maybe a little bit, but, uh, um, you know, it's, it's the growth challenge, um, with, you know, do we have the, the right people for the next step? We had the right people for like starting out. Mm-hmm. Um, do we have the right people and enough people for the next step? That's so, a great way to look um, at it. It's changed. Yeah, and and when uh, things are uncertain, and you're not sure if you've just made a terrible decision and thrown a whole lot of hard work directly into the trash can, that's a stressful situation. That's a de-stress, right? But then yeah. when things yeah. are working, and you finally have that mental shift where you're like, "No, this this is trending towards success. We are able to survive." We are growing. This is going as planned. Mm-hmm. This is working. There's there's still going to be problems, but yeah. solving the problems is more of a, a use stress situation. It's more of a positive stress. It's a, it's a motivating stress that gives you drive and optimism, and you can tackle the problems with a smile. And uh, both situations, in both situations, you'll face problems, um, but but the use stress situation is much more enjoyable. And that's, that's actually what I love yeah. about business is when you're in that mode, because then you're just competing with yourself and trying to grow and solve problems and figure things out. And it's a hell of a good time. Yeah. So I think, I think we're going to grow this one and then grow as big as we can and then take a big sigh of relief. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then we'll think about the next one. <laughs> hell yeah, man. Good for you. I think I covered most of the stuff I wanted to talk to you about. Um, Man, you've had quite a roller coaster ride. 
you and Arthur have been on the, as far as the length of time it took you to open and the tenacity required and the hurdles you had to leap over and all the ups and all the downs, man, Boston and Chicago, <laughs> it, was, it was rough. Yeah. It was rough. I, I remember um, when I first met Arthur, I think he had been, I wasn't signed up as, as a franchisee yet, mm-hmm. um, but I was going to the seminar in, uh, in New York um, and yeah, he had already been signed on for a while, but I, yeah, he hadn't opened anything. And I think we were pretty close in, in terms of timeline yeah. uh, to actually finally getting it open. Yeah. You guys, so. uh, would win the award for the longest time from franchise agreement to lease signing and the longest time from franchise agreement to gym opening for sure. Just too yep. many, too many false starts, too many problems, too much. Nonsense. I don't want to repeat that. Yeah, and one, and one of the issues of working in a big city like that is you're not working with human beings. You're not working with individuals. You're just yeah. working with nebulous corporations and you're interfacing with the person responsible for, um, you know, putting into practice the organization's bureaucratic policies. Bureaucracy. They're not, they're not yeah. attempting to work with you in a way that makes sense or be flexible to suit your specific situation. They're trying to take their template and jam it down your throat. Um, and that is not acceptable in a lot of situations. And in markets where that's kind of the only option, like a Chicago or a Boston, trying to navigate that and find a situation that is, you know, at least minimally palatable is quite challenging. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. Well, thanks for toughing <laughs> it out, man. Um, <laughs> let's do round two when you've got another milestone you want to share, when you've, uh, when you've broken your back doing the Olympic style press, send me some videos of that, by the way, so we can get some comments. Yeah. You know, I, I bring, I bring that up because, uh, you know, we joke about it, like between starting strength people, but, uh, I, um, I did start an Instagram training log and, uh, every comment is like some like 140 pound, like dude, like saying like, you're going to be in a wheelchair, you're going to break your back. And like they're, they're private or they don't have any lifting videos or the ones that they have are like, you know, pressing like a hundred pounds maybe like or something. Well, John, and it's like, why, why would you assume that just because somebody doesn't know anything about something that they wouldn't have a strong opinion about it? I mean, right? <laughs> why not? Sounds fun. <laughs> no, but it's, it's, it's coming along. I mean, I just do that naturally. Uh, you know, like, uh, my, my back, like I said, has never felt better. Um, it's, it's really strong. Um, and, uh, I'm going to keep doing it. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's just my, my natural technique. Um, yeah, make your own choice. The next interview, we'll just have to, uh, wheel you up to the camera and, and take it from there, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That'll be, uh, (laughs) that'll, that'll be exciting. No, but I think, um, you know, I think I'll, I'll definitely hit, um, knock, knock on this, uh, butcher block bench here but mm-hmm. uh i'll hit 200 before the end of the year 200 so, press awesome uh, i got times i got time yeah which is close to body weight for me too so yeah. um so yeah you're doing a hell of a job man i'm glad you toughed it out um i'm glad you uh are slowly changing your behavior because before these habits become entrenched to the extent that they dominate your life and they dictate your level of happiness and success in the future because it's the way i was looking at it when i was doing the corporate thing is man after a while, this becomes your personality. It kind of takes over your brain. Yeah. Um, so I feel like you've got a. It's great if you want to kick ass for a while and make some money, so you can springboard off to the next thing. But um, 
if you get stuck in that trap, that is not that is not a rewarding, healthy lifestyle. Not not one that I was after, anyways. So kudos to you for I've noticed, making a change. Yeah, I've, I've noticed um, with people like in a in a corporate environment, and I've noticed for myself because I know myself the best, but. Um, it can make you like submissive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the idea. Authority. You need to. You need to fo- um, do what you're told, right? You need yeah, to follow and orders. I ca- in the past, like I caught myself. I was like, "Holy crap! Like, mm-hmm. what am I doing? Like, I just like did something <laughs> uh, I didn't really want to do, um, and it was horrible." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's just not that's not you gotta branch you know even if you are in the corporate world like i am like you gotta branch yourself out um to other things and um have other things going on because that will that will take um you know your life and your personality back Um, you gotta take control i I thought to myself like yeah i thought to myself a few years ago i would have never like agreed uh (laughs) to to do some of the you know um you know tedious tedious labors but um yeah yeah uh yeah it's it and i think just getting in the gym too and um and and being active and getting stronger also plays a role in that yeah once you start making yourself better physically and psychologically you start valuing yourself more and then you start making decisions um and looking out for yourself because one thing i learned in relationships and in corporate life is if if you don't look out for yourself nobody else will and you can sacrifice yourself for others or for a company and dedicate yourself wholeheartedly. Um, but there's got to be a limit. You know, there, you got to draw the line somewhere because money isn't everything and career progression isn't everything. But if you keep in mind that you're doing it in order to make enough money to start your own business, which was always my goal, and then you actually go out and do that, you don't Same. get sucked in because, man, they'll put golden handcuffs on you, right? The amount of money yep. that they pay and the bonuses, like, oh, just six more months to get the next bonus and it's always the next one, the next one, the next one. Um, but then you look around and you're, you've got too much body fat, you're miserable, you've got lines in your face, you've got no good personal relationships, your diet's a mess, you're not sleeping well. That's too high of a price to pay. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really happy for you. I can see it in your face. I can see it in your face that you've, you've taken control back over your, your own destiny and your own life. And I think uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see where you take it. I, um, I, see, I see a picture of myself from like, uh like eight to 12 months ago to now and it's like i don't have like before and after photos or anything like that but it's just like in my face and just just like the way i look generally and i look at my face uh i was like holy crap i was out of control like not like i was doing something out of control i just literally like lost like my fine control Mm. of uh, uh of things so um i think i have it back um you know we're starting we're trying to get over a couple um a couple potholes here mm. now and again but um you know it's so much better now hell yeah well welcome back john we're glad to have you glad to be here <laughs> all right man till next time thanks again all right see you thanks ray